0: Lawmakers are at it again. They want to interfere in the markets. We're going to talk about it on Today in Mortgages. Hey, what's up, dreammakers? Welcome back to the show where we're talking about what's real, what's hype, and what you should be paying attention to out there in the news of mortgage and real estate today. It's Today in Mortgages. I teed this up in the intro, Rich, but I feel like there is some interference coming down the pipeline from lawmakers. I want to talk about it with you today. I'm interested to see what you think. This article was published in NerdWallet, and the title is Not Enough Homes for Sale, So Let's Pay Owners to Sell. <laughs> they go through three different options here, uh, Rich, and so uh, I'm going to kind of go through them, get your opinion on them, let you explain them, and then we'll kind of talk about it. But the first option that they give to get more homeowners to sell their homes is to double the capital gains exclusion. So Rich, tell me what that capital gains
1: exclusion is. Anything under 250 for a single taxpayer and 500 for a joint. So anything over you're paying tax on.
0: And that's not the value of the home, that is the gain on the home after you purchase it. Is that correct? Correct. So their idea for doubling the capital gains exclusion, tell
1: me how you feel about it. I I actually feel great about it. Really? Okay. I I know it's, well, listen, there's a couple other bad ideas we're going to talk about, but um, of all, this is a really good one. Remember we talked about aging in place. A lot of folks are aging in their homes now, and this might entice give them the ability to retain their nest egg reduce the tax on that the capital gains tax on that and maybe this is the time where they sell their family home that they've owned for 60 years you know or something they bought within the last 10 years but they they just want to stay in their home maybe this will entice them to i don't want to say move into an old folks home but <laughs> i'm just saying maybe they move in with kids that's happening a lot today there's some of these new builds are coming with these you know, uh, accessory units to house what we call mother-in-law, but you know, to house their parents. This is happening when your parents don't want to be in a retirement home. They want to be with the family. That's a good option. But if we do this, maybe we get some more properties on the market. Yeah, Rich, I think I
0: can see where you're coming with that. I'm going to play devil's advocate just to make this interesting. But if you're talking about $500,000 for a couple, and that is uh, gains, not just the value of the home. Uh you're talking about homes that are probably worth, you know, six hundred plus thousand dollars. And if we're concerned about first-time home buyers here, I'm I'm concerned that these houses will be out of reach and this is just a play to basically eliminate capital gains tax for people who have really nice homes that want to get those, you know, offloaded and get the cash out of them.
1: I say uh a big percentage of them need complete remodels, mm. need like a lot of, you know, these are homes that these a lot of folks have owned for 30 years. And, you know, they bought them for, you know, $75,000 30 years ago, and now they're going to sell it for six hundred.
0: Yeah, it's definitely true that, especially here in Houston, I mean, some of the neighborhoods around our office, just to buy the dirt, you're paying uh, upwards of $600,000. And so it is pretty crazy. And I guess, you know, the argument here is that, if maybe it's not a first time home buyer coming into that house. But if that buyer is selling their starter home to move into this house, eventually that's gonna trickle down. So I can see where this would play in. Okay, let's move on to option two, a $25,000 credit for 20 year homeowners. So the idea is that they'd be giving a $25,000 tax credit to homeowners who sell their primary home after living there for at least 20 years. What are your thoughts?
1: I I like the capital gains piece better because we can tie it into not just um, your older homeowners, but which would include people have owned them 20 years or, and over, right? Sure. But they also apply to investors, mm. right? I mean, one out of five homes is sold to some investor today. One out of five, you know, 65% of that are sold to small investors, like your private investors. My uncle owns six homes, rental homes. That's 65% of the rental market today. 35% is institutional investors. That's your big boys, your Black Rocks, your, you know, all the names that we hear are buying up all the properties. Still only 35% to the market. Your small investors that own a couple, maybe one, maybe six, maybe 10, but they're small. They're not institutions. They own 65% of the market. So if we are right now at the highest price, we, we've been in a long time on homes. This is the time for them to exercise you know, get the capital out of that home, sell the home to hopefully a first time home buyer and be able to retain the capital gains, what you would have paid in tax. Yeah, definitely. So that's going back to the option
0: one, that option two was the $25,000 credit. And it's estimated that this option would bring anywhere from around 300,000 to $640,000 or 640,000 homes back online in the first year. Uh, You know, I think we are probably in this year going to have somewhere around 4.5 million homes come online. So that's, you know, a little bit of a drop in the bucket. You can talk about 5%. Let's talk about option three that they outline here to cut the capital gains
1: tax on small landlords. Rich, can you explain this one to me? Yeah, like I was talking about my uncle. He owns six homes, six rental properties. He's owned for a long time. Um, And generally, these are the ones that, they're not really hitting their renters. They'd rather have a good renter paying them on time every month, than get another 20 or 30% in, in rent. You know what I mean? The institutionals, that's a giant business. They're going to bump rent for whatever the market is every 12 months or whatever the term of your lease is. Your, your smaller investor, like my uncle is not bumpy. He might give them a little 5% bump or something every time they renew a lease, but they're not gouging like the institutionals. So, here's the chance for my uncle to be able to sell those homes and get capital gains relief. That, that would entice him to do it right now. He's a little bit older. Sometimes he's frustrated with renters and all you got to do is entice that guy uh, with some capital gains savings and give him a chance to sell those six homes to six first time home buyers.
0: Yeah. And the capital gains tax works a little bit differently if it's not your primary home. So, uh, you know, Selling those homes, there's almost less incentive to do it because you're going to be taxed on those capital gains. So unless you have a high amount of equity, you want to get out, you want to cash those out. uh, People are going to hold on to those longer if they're getting good rent. There's really no reason for them to sell. But if they weren't to pay the capital gains tax on this, maybe they would be incentivized. So, uh, Rich, I'm going to ask you what your favorite is. I think I have a pretty good idea. But before we do, I just want to remind everybody out there that we have a free resource for you. If you're having a hard time marketing yourself out there in this down market, we have a free ebook that you can go and check out. It's on our website at todayandmortgages.com. And it is five ways to get ahead while the market is down. So go check that out. Download it. It's completely free.
1: We'd love to help you guys out.
0: Rich, I talked about this. We had three options. What do you think your favorite is?
1: Yeah, capital gains. I I just think if we give a relief on capital gains... Uh, that that might entice a lot. I'm kind of going off the rails here, but just yeah. look at all these giant, you know, uh, uh, musicians and writers that just sold their whole catalogs. They did that because that was the last year of an exemption they had to, uh, you know, pay less tax on that. So when they sold it, they did it all in a rush, like Springsteen and those. They took advantage of the tax system and sold when they had to so that their heirs would not have to pay the tax on that. This is another motivator. Maybe you give them two or three years to sell properties at a very minimal capital gains tax, regardless of the increase in value. Give them a couple of years to do that, maybe we start to see some more properties come on. Maybe some of these big institutional investors that do have shareholders that do want money back, maybe it'll entice them to put their thousands of homes on the market.
0: Good point. Good point. I didn't realize oh. that about Springsteen. I heard about that sale, but I didn't know that there was a yeah, tax Bob You always got to follow the money. So, <laughs> All right. I think my favorite on this list, of I'm not a huge fan of any of these, but I think the cut the capital gains tax on small landlords, option number three, even though I think this was the one that had the least impact, they thought the least amount of homes would come Dude. back online, um, makes the most sense to me because like you said, these could be you know, uh, homes that are uh, low income, maybe would be available to first time home buyers. Obviously, could some at all different ranges, but more likely they're going to be available to first time home buyers immediately rather than that uh, you know, double the capital gains exclusion from option 1. But there is a quote at the end of this article and it kind of summed it up my feelings on this uh from uh, Lisa Sturt event, who is the chief economist for Bright MLS, he says, talking about those types of policies misses the bigger picture. And the biggest thing the government can do is to make sure it's easy to build more housing and increase the overall supply. And Rich, we've been talking about that pretty much yeah. ad nauseum. Uh, There's just not enough supply out there and demand is outpacing it. And therefore, prices are just going to stay elevated, even in this high rate environment.
1: That's it. It's expensive to to build out a neighborhood. It's expensive to get utilities and it's expensive with all the regulations and and red tape. And if they can somehow make that a little bit easier for builders, they might be building more at a time. Most definitely. Well, Rich, any final thoughts we have on this before we sign off? I thought it was an interesting article. The one thing that pointed out that, that actually jumped out at me was here's an article of different ideas from not just... Republicans are not just Democrats. You actually have ideas coming from both parties, which in our political environment today, that's a step forward. I'll take it as a win. (laughs) All right. I don't love all the ideas, but I think it was
0: fun to talk about. And it will be really interesting to see what comes of these. Uh, These are not action items that you can talk with your people about yet, but it is good to stay informed and on top of what the possibilities are and what the market might be doing in the future. So Rich, thanks so much for enlightening us on those things today. Everybody out there, thank you so much for watching and listening. Give us a like, subscribe wherever you're at. Go check out that free marketing resource that we have at todaymortgages.com marketing. And until next time, we'll see you on Today and Mortgages. Today in mortgages is produced by Network Funding LP, which is an equal housing lender, NMLS 2297. The content of this program is meant to be a commentary on mortgage and real estate news, and any discussion of rates and or products should not be taken as an individual mortgage or home buying advice or pricing estimates. And any commentary on this show should not be considered a promise to make a loan. All applicants for a loan must qualify and you should consult a professional regarding your individual loan scenarios for your financial situation. Visit our website at nflp.com licenses for all state licensing and other legal information.